This week in Remnant, SDC Mining Corporation CEO Jacques Schnee claims vacant council seat in election shocker. Death toll rises at Robin Hill campaign victory party massacre. Ace operatives and huntsmen and huntresses loyal to General James Ironwood spotted at scene. Residents of Mantle urged to stay indoors as Grimm attacks Rock City. All this and more this week in Remnant. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of This Week in Remnant. I'm your host, Joe, and we'll be talking about Ruby, Volume 7, Episode 6, A Night Out. A lot of stuff happened in this episode. Uh, Interesting aside, most of the episodes uh, this season have tracked around 20 minutes, and this one was barely 15. So they really crammed a lot of good stuff in here. Um, we had uh, evolving semblances, uh, election chicanery, a, uh, well, the, the champagne bottles were broken on the holds of a couple of ships, uh, murder, massacre, and a heartbreaking loss of innocence. So uh, let's uh, get into it. Uh, it's election night in uh, Mantle, uh, and the kids are in the danger room. Um, Nora is launching some balls at John and he's blocking them with the shield and she keeps sending them back and then she hits the upgrade on her hammer and electrifies a ball and just launches it at him uh, he blocks it drives him back and it drains his semblance and he replenishes it almost instantly I, to which Oscar who's acting I guess in a Professor X mode says uh it's you're getting better and faster at replenishing the aura uh ruby zips by in her uh in her uh super speed cone form and is heading towards like a pylon and splits into three and comes back it's something that they started doing way back when in volume four uh the character short when she was fighting gorilla grim and uh, oscar asks her if she has always been able to do that, and she says she doesn't even think about it. Um, and remember, Harriet said she doesn't think that Ruby has a, a, a speed semblance. So there's been some talk that maybe it's some kind of teleportation or a uh, time skip type thing, but perhaps it's more of a dimensional shift like uh, Nightcrawler from the X-Men who bamps out through another dimension and comes back so we'll find out i'm sure but it's interesting to see them going back that far to bring something up again uh and ren is meditating against that self-same pylon and everything goes white if you remember from uh episode one of this season right before the ace ops attacked and uh everything goes white and he looks and then Ironwood and uh, Clover are there, and he looked before they ever said anything. So I'm thinking that because his semblance is to mask emotions and things, that's a very internalized um, semblance. What if through this meditation, or he's getting better at it, that because he's so internalized that he has like this um, 
ends up having this precognitive or prescient ability with the semblance. Um, like Maria has her uh, preflexes where she knows where something is going to be or end up before it actually gets there. What if Ren ends up with this hyper-awareness that will allow him to sense out danger or sense things that are just about to happen? Um, well, again, we'll find out. The writers always have something up their sleeve, I'm sure. Um, Ironwood gives the kids the night off. And the last we see of uh, Yang and Blake... They're going to uh, a dance club with Team Funky. And uh, John, Weiss, and Oscar are going to the movies. And that's the last we see of them. Ruby, Nora, and Ren are going to go to the Robin Hill campaign victory party. Because, as they say, it's in the bag. But the numbers keep changing. Robin keeps dropping and White, uh, Jacques Schnee gains on her. So on the way to the the rally, the party, <laughs> Ren and Nora are fighting the whole way and Ruby is basically trying to make herself as small as possible. The uh, Penny is working security with Mero at the at the uh, party. And she says, oh, I'm so glad you're here. It's more fun with friends. Where, where's everybody else? And Nora says, well, John and Weiss and Oscar at the movies. And uh, Yang and Blake are doing their own thing again. And Ren, in totally clueless male fashion, says, well, at least they're friends again. To which Nora goes, really? Friends? There's something going on. I don't think so. Yes, there is. And they start to argue again. But the argument is no longer about uh, Blake and uh, Yang, but is about their relationship. So the evening goes on. Uh, Robin gets up to say a few words. She says that as individuals, we're strong, but we're stronger together. And that really um, strikes a chord with Ren. And till finally Nora says, why won't you talk to me? I'm, Ren says, I'm no good at talking. And then the moment 99.9% .9 of people who watch Ruby have been waiting for, for the last, since volume one happens and Ren and Nora kiss. New song plays, love, love, love. At which point the writers say that we can't have nice things. And Watts begins his hacking because there's drones flying around the uh, the rally. Watts begins hacking. So does Tyrion in another fashion. Wholesale slaughter. He's killing indiscriminately. Uh, the the place is dark. Penny can see with her you know infrared green eye thing, and uh, it looks like Watts is doing some kind of motion capture or simulation with Penny and Tyrion. And I believe that he is going to superimpose Penny over Tyrion to make it look like she is the one who has killed all these people. Um, the lights come back out and 
Penny is standing there on stage protecting Robin, but with all her blades floating around her. And of course, somebody in the crowd, look, it's Ironwood's robot. And as you can imagine, there wasn't me. They stormed the stage. Meryl uses his stay power, which I find is interesting and cool, but terrifying. You know, how many um, kids, you know, how many, how many, how, how long can he hold them? Are they aware that they're being held? You know, what's, what, how far can he take that? Uh, they get Penny out the back and real credit goes to the animation crew because the look on her face is just heartbreaking. She's just can't believe it. She's morose, I guess would be the best way to, uh, to say it. Um, and Marrow tells her, you know, get back to Atlas. She takes off and the grim attack and even more fun. Shakshni is won the council seat. So that's well, that's the end of the episode right there. So, like I said, a lot of things happened in this episode. So, but uh, now I'd like to go into possible nonsense and say what I think may happen uh, and what's going on. What, what I think will happen, what they'll do. Um, as far as Ren and Nora, I would not be surprised if Ren takes the attitude that I could have prevented this massacre, but you, Nora, were distracting me with your, with your ladiness and those lips, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I would think that he's going to be upset that he didn't do it because he's so gung-ho with training that we have to stop Salem. And if I could have been aware, I could have stopped this. And I won't go as far to say that he's going to say it's all your fault, but it's possible it may take that tack. Um, as far as Penny goes... I don't think she went to Atlas. I think she went to see her father, Pietro, because, you know, even though she's probably the most human character in Ruby right now, she's still a robot. And I don't know if her, you know, robot brain can process what's happened to her. Uh, so we'll see what happens with there. Uh, along that same line, do you remember in the, uh, the song in the intro, Ironwood shoots someone and looks very sad about it. I'm really hoping that he isn't shooting Penny. I don't want him to. I'll be, I'll be happily wrong about that, but, uh, I don't know who he's, who he's going to shoot. I just hope it's not our girl. Uh, as far as Jacques Schnee, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if even when he finds out that uh, Ironwood is trying to reestablish communication, that he still stands against it because, you know, Jacques Schnee is a dick. Uh, so there's that. But uh, that's about it for this episode. I 
hope you enjoyed it. Um, got some other insight that you hadn't thought of. Uh, so I will hopefully see you again next time for episode seven, which I believe is called Worst Case Scenario. And I believe that's going to focus probably on Blake and Weiss and uh, hopefully John and Weiss and Oscar, because, you know, they're going to this party or they're going to the movies. They step outside and they walk into a grim city. So things are heating up. You know how they do it. After episode six, everything usually goes to hell in a handbasket. So, all right. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Adios.